This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Thanks for being with us on this Saturday morning. Well, this is a fascinating story, and it has to do with a digital artist who left behind the world of finance to unlock his creative side. And what he started doing was taking old black and white photos, digitizing them, bringing color to those photos. And he was focused on war photos, uh, photos from battles that took place, uh, which are now uh, 100 years in, uh, it's been 100 years since, if we look at the battles of Vimy Ridge, the Battle of Passchendaele. And joining us to talk a little bit more about uh, how the Vimy Foundation got involved uh, with what this artist was doing is Jeremy Diamond. He is the executive director of the Vimy Foundation. Jeremy, thank you so much for being with us. My pleasure. Thanks for having me. Uh, so the artist we're talking about is a man by the name of Mark Trulove. How did the Vimy Foundation first see his work or get involved with him? Well, we saw a great example of his incredible work on his Twitter account uh, called Canadian Color or at Canadian Color. And uh, he had been colorizing, uh, you know, different photos of Canadiana. So, you know, sports scenes and uh, landscapes and things like that. And we had uh, this idea that wouldn't it be great to colorize, um, you know, images of the First World War and allow it to come alive. Um, you know, often the black and white photos and footage is kind of flat and grainy. It doesn't really resonate with the typical 16-year-old. Uh, and so we thought, why don't we give him a couple of photos, see what he can do with these, uh, uh, with these colorizations. And we got them back. We were blown away. It was an, an incredible example of how to transform a historical event into contemporary times. Was there any concern of losing the authenticity of the photos? I think that what we're doing here is just putting a sort of a new face on them. We're not asking or expecting them to be to replace the black and white photos. In many cases on our website at VimeFoundation.ca, uh, in our First World War in Color section, we actually have both of them there. And we have an example of you can actually take your cursor and slide over from black and white to color. And I think the contrast and the comparison is important to see uh, how that changes the look and feel of, of the image. And, and of course, we know these events occurred in color, of course, right, because they're real events. So for the first time, we're able to see them on a screen or, or print it off. And I think it gives it a great um, uh, context to, uh, to what happened 100 years ago. And do you think it helps people looking at it and trying to, to relate a little bit more and trying to wrap, if you're a young person, trying to wrap your head around something that happened 100 years ago? I was showing a couple photos to my son uh, yesterday. He's nine years old. He, and I didn't tell him the context of them. I just said, you know, look at these great photos. We got these new photos in. And he looked at one and he said, this photo's from 100 years ago? And it was a photo of somebody that actually looked like they had a hairstyle from 2017, you know, shaved in the back, kind of a fade on top. And he was writing a letter as he was uh, sitting down in front of a sort of a broken down uh, a hut or house. And uh, so he looked at it at his young, through his young eyes and didn't see actually a difference of what that could, when that could have been taken either now or 100 years ago. So I definitely think it can resonate and has resonated with young people. Um, and we're looking for new ways to tell an old story. In the minds of a 16 or 17-year-old, for the most part, 100 years ago may as well have been 1,000 years ago. Uh, so what we want to do is bring it forward, bring it uh, modern and, and, and create some, some context and, and bring it forward to today's, uh, today's eyes. And, and is it all working with Mark Trulove? Is he uh, the artist, uh, the guy who's, who's doing this? He is. He's uh, been incredible. We actually uh, uh, work with him again to, to do a couple of the, the photos uh, 
uh, originally a few years ago. And then we were very gener- uh, very uh, fortunate to be able to get some funding to do 150 photos for the 150th anniversary of Confederation. So we've just completed, or he's just completed those 150. Um, uh, some of them are on our website, and uh, many more of them are going to be part of a book project we're doing in 2018 to coincide with the anniversary of the end of the First World War in the fall of 2018. And I, I would imagine that this might be a better question for him, but but... Like you said, you made a very good point. These these events happened in color because they happened 100 years ago, but the technology was such that they're black and white photos. Do, do you know where where he gets the the idea or where or how he decides what particular shade of green or what particular shade of brown he uses to bring that photo uh, to, to colorize it? Well, it's pretty serious business, of course, right? Because you don't want to uh, misrepresent the, the image or the time. Uh, and so he does research. He has... Uh, uh, volumes of books. He has a uh, research that uh, he does through historians and, and others to know what a uniform would have looked like at the date and time of that, that photo was taken. He wanted to know if he wants to know also what the weather was like, if it was particularly gloomy or sunny, he's able to tell through the photo and then do some research um, uh, around uh, if we have a date itself, what the, uh, uh, what the sort of surroundings and landscape look like on that date. So he does not take it lightly. We don't take it lightly because um, the last thing we want to do is misrepresent the image and the time and the uh, and the individual, the event that we're portraying. Uh, so we, uh, it is a meticulous work. This isn't press a button and it's done in five minutes. Some of them take several weeks um, to to get back to us. So uh, so we're very fortunate that he takes the time to do that. Uh, and again, I think it represents some events that happened a hundred years ago very well today, and has uh, especially resonated among younger Canadians. And I know we obviously can't get feedback from people who were in the photos because mm-hmm. of the timing. But have you? Do you know? Have other veterans talked about this or looked at them and and commented on on the colorizing and and, and have you got their response? Some some have, and uh, and it is very very positive, and, and they're sort of like struck by the fact that it. It looks so real uh, uh, to them, of course, you know, obviously, Second World War veterans, Korean War veterans um, uh, remember these events, but have not seen them, uh, you know, laid out and displayed in color on uh, uh, on a screen or, or in a photo. So uh, they are struck by how real the images are. Uh, and I think with the faces themselves, the faces almost look like they're jumping out at you, um, because in some cases, the way Mark does it the background or the landscape is kind of faded out, but the foreground or the face of the individual um, is brought forward. And I think that that allows for some, some realism with these images that, um, uh, that we've never seen before. The projects like this have not happened in Canada uh, for the First World War, so it is a truly unique uh, first-of-its-kind project, and we're excited that veterans, teachers who we've had great feedback from, and, and young people as well are are really connecting with it very well. And it is amazing to look, if you go to those websites, so your website or Mark's site, like you said, this isn't just, this is a, a painstaking process. This isn't just an app on someone's phone. This is this is truly an art form. It, and he is an artist. And, and I think that because that, that, because that is the process, um, I think it, it adds the, the important level of legitimacy and credibility. It isn't something that you just put a filter on Instagram and colorize it, because if you do that, then there really isn't that sort of uh, effort that goes into accuracy. And it's very important that these events are portrayed accurately for obvious reasons. So 
Um, so we did not go into this project lightly. We definitely wanted to try out a few before we uh, jumped in and uh, and did a lot of them. And Mark and I and Mark and our team have had a lot of conversations about it. And I think when these are again released, um, uh, you know, more uh, to the public in 2018, uh, people are going to realize that there is a lot of work that goes into it, but they do accurately represent the time. Uh, fascinating photos and uh, very timely. Jeremy, thank you so much for joining us and talking more about this. I know so people, if people want to see them, can they see them on the Vimy Foundation website, did you say? Yeah, just go to vimyfoundation.ca and under projects, there's a, a tab that says uh, uh, First World War in Color. And you can scroll through a gallery there. And uh, I think as you may have mentioned, we just partnered with National Film Board uh, on a new uh, film that colorizes about eight minutes of First World War uh, footage uh, for the first time in Canada, and you can watch that film on the website as well. All right. Jeremy, thank you again so much. Appreciate it. Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.